Thanks for joining us for the special Mid-East Prophecy Edition of In Spirit and Truth with Pastor J.D. Farag of Calvary Chapel, Kaneohe. Pastor J.D. shares the Mid-East Prophecy Update from an Arab perspective as he connects the dots of current events geopolitically with last day's prophecies biblically. It is our belief that the next event on God's prophetic clock is the rapture of the Church of Jesus Christ. It is our hope that these Bible prophecy updates will not only ready you and steady you for His return, but that they will also encourage you to share the gospel with others in order that the rapture will not be as a thief in the night. Whose influence are you listening to in these days? Pastor J.D. warns you today to stay away from false influences who are leading you to follow their own words rather than pointing you towards the Word of God. Hold every teaching you hear up to Scripture. Help others do the same and remain faithful to God. Now, don't forget to stay with us after today's Prophecy Update to learn how you can become a Facebook friend or watch the weekly Prophecy Update at jdfarag.org. Now, here's Pastor J.D. with today's Prophecy Update as shared on January 28, 2024. I need to, though I don't necessarily want to, talk with you about an urgent last day's warning concerning an immediate and very present danger, namely that of the pronounced presence of what I'll call false influencers, false influencers who have infiltrated the church of Jesus Christ. And what they've done, like never before, is confusing and deceiving of many Christians, and as such, subtly and insidiously turning them away from the one and only true Jesus, the Jesus of the Bible. So much so, that their increasing popularity and undue influence has risen to the level of being yet another sign pointing to the closeness of the rapture of the church of Jesus Christ. Please know that the impetus for today's update is the epistle of Jude, which is short in length, but certainly not strength. And I'm going to borrow our text today, verses 3 and 4, and start there. Jude, writing by the Holy Spirit. Dear friends, although I was very eager to write to you about the salvation we share, I felt I had to write and urge you, this is urgent, to contend for the faith that was once for all entrusted to the saints. And here's why, verse 4. For certain men, whose condemnation was written about long ago, have secretly slipped in among you. Don't look at the person sitting next to you. They are godless men who change the grace of our God into a license for immorality and deny Jesus Christ, our only sovereign and Lord. Verse 11, woe to them, a curse upon them, 
They have taken the way of Cain. They have rushed for profit into Balaam's error. They have been destroyed in Korah's rebellion. Verses 14 through 19. Now, Enoch, the seventh from Adam, prophesied about these men also saying, Behold, the Lord comes with ten thousands of his saints. Stop right there. This is a Hebrew saying describing an incalculable, innumerable number of people. Do you know who they are? Us. What do you mean? That's the second coming when we come as His bride by His side, ten thousands of us at the second coming. The rapture before the seven year tribulation is when Jesus comes for us. The second coming at the end of the seven year tribulation is when Jesus comes with us, ten thousands with him. Verse 15, to execute judgment on all, to convict all who are ungodly among them of their ungodly deeds, which they have committed in an ungodly way. And all the harsh things which ungodly sinners have spoken against him. These are grumblers, verse 16, complainers, walking according to their own lusts, and they mouth great swelling words, flattering people to gain advantage. But you, beloved, remember the words which were spoken before by the apostles of our Lord Jesus Christ, how they told you that there would be mockers in the last time, the last days, the end of time, who would walk according to their own ungodly lusts. Do you get the impression that they're ungodly five times? These are sensual persons who, listen, cause divisions, not having the Spirit. I have to confess, and I would imagine that it's probably spilled out as of late from my teachings, that I've really struggled personally, greatly, with this enigma of sorts of why some, again, influencers are saying what they're saying or not saying, and doing what they're doing or not doing. I've been unable to reconcile how it is and why it is that they're twisting and turning, even denying the Word of God and the God of the Word. And as we had finished 3 John and were approaching Jude. I I know about this book. I've read it numerous times. I really love the book of Jude, but I did not, and I have to confess this, I did not really understand how perfectly timed our study verse by verse through Jude would be. Because God is using it 
to open up the eyes of my understanding about why what's happening today is happening today. It really reached its zenith, if I can say it like that, late 2019 actually, and of course 2020. And I was just stunned, astonished, really understatements, both words. It was breathtaking, no pun intended, to hear what some of these leaders, pastors, influencers were saying. I thought I was losing my mind. Don't look at me like that. That's, I mean, I thought I was going insane. I thought, what, what, what am I missing here? Something doesn't quite smell right here. And I couldn't get my mind around it. I couldn't get my hands on it. And I just didn't understand it. And I inquired of the Lord about it. Okay, I complained. Pastors don't use complained. We use lamented. It sounds so much more spiritual. Enter Jude, who by the Holy Spirit provides answers the proverbial why behind the what of their undue and ungodly influence over gullible, vulnerable, and unsuspecting Christians. Why? Because they've crept in secretly under the radar, unaware. Can I just briefly expound on the meaning of the word ungodly, because I think it's a misnomer. When you say ungodly, oh, you godless. I'm going to use an illustration. I've used it before. It's the best one I've got. If you've got a better one, please let me know. But you remember that the colas had the lion's share of the soda market. Pepsi-Cola, Coca-Cola. So now here comes another soda that wants to get in on the action. But what are they going to do to get that share of the market? They advertise their soda as, wait for it, the un-cola. Whoa, this has no cola in it. Un-cola, deeply profound, I know. I'm going somewhere, just bear with me. So, this, and, they, and it worked, by the way, because <laughs> all of a sudden you're going, well, this doesn't have any cola in it. Hmm. So they were able to sell 7-Up, the Uncola. It has no cola in it. Now let's take that and superimpose that onto the word ungodly. No God in it. It's without God slash cola. Again, I know it's a it's the best I got, but it's the ungodly, the uncola. There's no God in it. And I'm sad to report that it's as successful as the uncola advertising campaign was in that they've reached a large share of the market slash the church with their uncola. They're ungodly. And it's evidenced by the angry arrogance of the Cains. 
the godless greed of the Balaams or Balaams, and the consuming covetousness of the chorus, all of which share one trait in common, that of confusing, deceiving, and dividing, which in turn has the devastating effect of denying Jesus Christ, our only true sovereign and Lord. It's important to understand that when we read Jude writing about this warning, agonizing, contending for the faith, he says that they've crept in secretly, unaware, And what they're doing is they're getting people to deny Jesus. Well, I would never deny Jesus. Ask Peter about how that worked out for him. Now that was a little bit more overt, but it's actually very covert. Because to deny Jesus is not just limited to lewd sin, shamelessly practiced, but also unbiblical false teaching, shamelessly promoted. And what ensues is what always ensues. Jesus, the truth, is denied, even defied, vis-a-vis the false deceiving spirits and doctrines of demons speaking lies. Here's the truth. Bible prophecy makes it very clear in no uncertain terms that this will increase exponentially at the time of the end. And we are at the time of the end. This is the end. 1 Timothy chapter 4, verses 1 and 2. The Apostle Paul, by the Spirit, writes, Now the Spirit expressly says, that in latter times, the last days, some will depart from the faith, the faith that Jude is exhorting us to agonize and contend for, giving heed to deceiving spirits and doctrines of demons, speaking lies in hypocrisy, having their own conscience seared with a hot iron. 2 Timothy chapter 4, the first four verses. I charge you therefore before God and the Lord Jesus Christ, who will judge the living and the dead at His appearing and His kingdom. Stop right there again. Notice the delineation. The appearing is the rapture. The kingdom is the second coming in the millennium. The, his appearing not His coming, because He doesn't come to the earth. He comes to take us out of the earth at the rapture, distinct from the second coming. It's His appearing. Paul writing to Timothy said, there's a crown waiting for me. I'm, 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 a, I'm a dead man walking. It's just a matter of days. And he was right. It was just a matter of days. I fought the good fight of faith, and I've run the race. I've finished the race and I finished well, now there awaits for me this crown of righteousness, and not just me, but all of those who long for His appearing. I got a crown, man. So do you. Can't wait to see what it looks like. King's crown, the crown of righteousness. 
because I long for, ache for, yearn for, watch for His appearing and His kingdom. So what's this charge now, Paul, to Timothy? Verse 2, preach the Word. (laughs) Be ready in season and out of season. Convince, rebuke, exhort with all long-suffering and teaching. And here's why verse 3, for the time will come, that time has come, when they will not endure sound doctrine, but according to their own desires, because they have itching ears, they will heap up for themselves teachers, and they will turn their ears away from the truth and be turned aside to fables, myths, lies, fiction. 2 Timothy chapter 3 verses 1 through 7. I know this has been a passage, a prophecy really, that we've talked about in prior updates, but I want to draw your attention to something that I think is very applicable that's here. Paul writing, but know this, that in the last days perilous times will come, for men will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, unloving, uncola. Oh, that's not in there, sorry. I want to make sure you're still with me. Unforgiving, slanders, without self-control, brutal, despisers of good, traitors, headstrong, haughty, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God, having a form of godliness, but denying Keyword denying its power. And from such people, turn away before they get you to turn away. Turning the grace of God into lewdness and immorality, debauchery, sin. Because that's what they're doing. And you don't even know it. And that's why I, my letter, I, I was... So excited to write you a letter about the salvation that we all share in common. Oh, just basking in the the glory of our salvation, the gift of eternal life in Jesus Christ. Man, we're going to, I would have loved to, I wish you would have still wrote that letter. I would have loved to have read that inspired letter about what it's going to be like in eternity. How glorious would that be? But instead... He has to warn them about this, about these people. For this is the sort of people, those who creep into households, those creeps, and make captives of gullible women loaded down with sins, led away by various lusts, always learning and never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. Now, I I had to sort of lay that foundation, and I know that maybe the question is being asked, what does this look like? I, I, I need to know so I can identify this and heed this urgent last day's warning from the Word of God and the God of the Word, right? So, Because we have three examples provided to us by Jude 
I'll expound on them with the hopes that there will be an exposing of them. And what I'm going to do is refer to them as, again, the Cain's of this world, alive and well. Balaam's of this world, alive and well. And the Korah's of this world, that all, sadly, are alive and well in the church in these last days, nay, this last hour. Let me start with the arrogant and angry Cain's who abound. You know the account of Cain, first murder in the Bible? He murdered his brother Abel. Why would Jude use Cain as an example of these creeps who are creeping into the church secretly, turning people away and denying Jesus our only sovereign and Lord, because the Cains of today are assassinating and murdering the Abels of today because they're speaking the truth and contending for the faith. Cain. Let's talk about Balaam. This is one of my favorite accounts in all of God's Word. You know the account of the donkey speaking to God, speaking through the donkey to Balaam to get him to stop and change course and not curse or try to curse the Israelites. And of course, Balaam is talking back to the donkey. You know you're in trouble when you're talking, you're having a conversation with a donkey which takes place here every week from this pulpit. <laughs> That's my story, and I'm sticking with it. If God can speak through a donkey, He can speak through me too. So, but why would Jude now again bring Balaam into this warning? Because what he couldn't do from without, he had to secretly slip in and do from within. What do you mean? Well, you know, when he tried to bless the Israel or curse the Israelites, Balak was paying him big bucks to curse them. And instead, what came out of his mouth was the most magnificent of all blessings upon God's people, the Israelites. And by the way, this is a fascinating study in the book of Numbers. Actually, Numbers 6, and then Numbers 22 has the, I think it's Numbers 22 through 24, the book of Numbers, right? You hear the book of Numbers, you think, boring, right? Nothing could be further from the truth. It's the opposite that's true. It's one of the most fascinating books in all of God's Word. And so you've got Balak, who's trying to pay a lot of money to Balaam to curse the Israelites, but he cannot, to save his life. He cannot. He's even taken to a higher vantage point. Maybe that's the problem. You need to get, there's a lot of them. They're all camped together. So now we got all of them in view. Now curse them. And then a more glorious blessing comes out. We're so glad you joined us for this edition of In Spirit and Truth with Pastor J.D. You've been listening to the latest prophecy update that Pastor J.D. has been sharing. And as always, it's fascinating to hear and learn 
about how the things going on in the world relate to things predicted in the Bible. If you're ever interested in finding out more about this ministry, head over to jdfarag.org. That's jdfarag.org to learn more. If you're in the Kaneohe area, you're always welcome to come check out our church family. At Calvary Chapel Kaneohe, we meet on Sundays and Thursdays for a time of worship, fellowship, and in-depth Bible study with Pastor J.D. There's a Calvary link at the bottom of our webpage, so look for it at jdfarag.org. That link will give you more info on service times, directions, and more. Also, on our website, you'll notice a tab at the top that says ABCs. This is a helpful tool if you're in need of understanding a more in-depth view of what it means to have a saving knowledge of Jesus. If you or any friends or family need some clarification, this should help clear some things up for you. Again, that website is jdfarag.org. Next time, you'll get to hear some more interesting things about current affairs and how they relate to what the Bible says to be true. The prophecies in the Bible were not just mentioned casually. Every prophecy written in the Bible will come to pass. So there's much to understand about what's to come. We look forward to that time with you and hope you'll join us then. Until then, may you be looking for wisdom from God in spirit and truth. 